Welcome back to the show, Mark Hughes, and tonight we're going to be talking about a bunch of DC-related news, I guess. It looks like it looks like there's some uh, things finally happening. We're a couple months away from the Batman. Um, I do want to talk about, I, like, before I forget, because I have, like, ADHD, um, <laughs> and I mean that, like, in all sincerity, I'll forget. So there's a rumor a couple weeks ago or a couple days ago i can't remember if it was a grace randolph rumor and i know like i usually never listen to what she has to say but she did have something interesting she said that there's going to be essentially like a new justice league where there's going to be where batgirls like the new batman and uh supergirls the new superman and shazam's gonna be in the justice league like have you heard those things thoughts this is this is what fans need to understand goes on that what she's doing is called informed speculation. It means she's looking at the fact that, okay, are, first, logically, are they going to make another Justice League movie? Of course they're going to do another Justice League movie at some point. Is that Justice League movie going to include the pop, most popular characters they can put in it? Of course it is. What is that going to be? Wonder Woman, Aquaman, uh, probably some Blue Beetle, uh, they're probably uh, Supergirl, probably Batgirl, probably, and the reason for Supergirl and Batgirl is going to be what? Because Michael Keaton will be kind of playing Batman in the DC universe going forward, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, of course that's going to be your Justice League is going to have those care. It's going to have the popular characters, just like what it was going to be. So yeah, this is not, and that's likely, but. That's what we hear, I mean, or that's what we expect, rather, based on what we hear. What do we hear? That those are the movies they're making. So, yeah, and Shazam? Sure, probably. He'll probably be in there, too, because if they're going to make a big superhero team-up movie, they're going to do what the Avengers did, because that's what you do in your movies. You team them <laughs> all up. And right now, none of this is freaking breaking news. Uh, and anyone who's running a headline as if they have an inside source who's confirmed there's a project in the works on that is lying to you. So, uh, I mean, they're probably talking about it and making plans, but as far as like, oh, I have learned from a source that there is a movie that has these characters, like there's some solid project formally existing and written in and everything. No, this is informed speculation presented as, you know... Um, so uh, it's the, it's the, it's why when I wrote my Spider-Man article, I had the word likely in the title so that nobody would think going into it, that this article was saying, I have a confirmed source that a document is signed with Andrew Garfield returning in other movies. But realistically, anyone that's here that is talking to anyone at Sony and Marvel knows that yes, there's interest on both sides and there's communication and there's an assumption is that it's going to happen. So, but I'm not going to say I have learned this is happening because 
it's likely to happen. I've learned all the moving pieces on the board. You know, mm-hmm. I know what's out there. I should say. Well, I guess it's. So, I guess for yeah. my part, it's interesting to look at it because this continuation of the DC universe. I know there's that. You know, there's that segment on Twitter where they want to hashtag restore the Snyderverse, and I get that. Like, we love those characters, but but it like to me, it's just bizarre that when I saw that list, there wasn't like Superman, whatever version that is. Cause Henry Cavill is, isn't Superman going forward. It's Supergirl, which is fine. It's like, I'm all for it. But to me, when I think of the justice league, I think of Batman, wonder woman, Superman, the flash, green lantern, you know, you know, the, the stereotypical, like, like team up that way. So when I saw Shazam and Supergirl, and when I saw uh, who was the other, uh, Batgirl, I'm like, this is cool. Like, I can get behind this. I'm for it. But I guess as you know, the 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 casual comics reader that I am, and I'm not even a comics reader anymore because I have like 500 things I got to do within any given day. There's not enough time in the in the day to read every comic. Um, right. It just to me, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe. I'm disappointed that we only got like like those characters in that one film. I don't know, like your thoughts on it. Maybe maybe you can persuade me other, you know, to see it differently. Sure. Well, I'll, first of all, I'll say I think that fandom is in a really bad place right now where people resent anyone who I think it's fine if I I can I can persuade you or, or I can try to persuade you and explain my position on that or the other, the counter argument to it. But it doesn't mean that you shouldn't, it's, I shouldn't be telling you like, well, you shouldn't feel bad or you shouldn't want these characters or those. I think it's fine to want the characters you want in it. This is, it's, it's the freaking justice league. It's imaginary mm-hmm. people who wear their underwear on the wrong side of their pants and capes and they fly around and shoot lasers out of their eyes and they punch bad guys and they solve everything by punching it. Generally speaking, I love the stuff and I'm intentionally speaking in that way to kind of make a joke of it, but it's it's fictional characters and this is storytelling and we care about it deeply, so we're going to have those preferences and that's fine as long as it's not unreasonable. And I don't mm-hmm. think it's unreasonable to say I prefer these characters or this team. So uh, I think it's just we, we all have gotten to a point, though, where as fans, if someone says I prefer these characters or this movie that we resent other people liking something or wanting it and it's mm-hmm. like well you shouldn't feel bad or you should feel bad i don't want to persuade you not to feel bad if you feel bad because you love those characters and i don't think anyone else should and i don't think mm-hmm. anyone should persuade me to not feel how i feel which is this and it's something i would say to think about we had two justice league movies already with that lineup right the same characters including Batman and Superman, who have also had a lot of... They've been appearing in a lot of movies recently. They had a lot of TV shows recently. Right. Uh, there's Those characters have existed, and we've had Justice League on TV. And then again, you know, two recent films, uh, the Justice League theatrical one, which generally was, you know, kind of a failure as far as financially and critically. And then <laughs> Zack Snyder's, uh, so, it, uh, I, I mean, really, you know, and then Zack Snyder's, which was fantastic, got vastly better reviews than the theatrical one did, and which I obviously think 
more than deserves to have some sort of follow-up, even if it's animation, whatever it is. And I don't mean even if it's animation as derogatory, just that I know it's cheaper to produce that Mm -hmm. monetarily and it can be done faster. So with two Justice League movies already in the past five years and Justice League cartoons uh, and Justice League on TV and with Batman and Superman having been in those things and also other stuff, I don't think there's... I think coming back to mainstream audiences and saying, hey, look, it's a Justice League again, and it's some of the other people you saw before, but this time we've got another Batman, and this time we promise you're going to like Superman better, finally, or whatever. Uh, You know, people, I like, I think Henry Cavill was a great Superman. Uh, Henry Cavill was a great Superman. Lots of people do, but it's, I think it's at this point, you can't just keep trying to get audiences to invest in something that they haven't overwhelmingly. And that's not an insult to it. It's just tastes are different. Mm-hmm. Some people prefer, just like with, okay, ask anybody who's absolutely supports Restore the Snyderverse. Ask them this. Which do you prefer, Zack Snyder's Justice League or Batman versus Superman? Now, fight among yourselves about why you should prefer one over the other. Or should you not be fighting about that? Should right. you agree that it's okay to prefer one or the other because your tastes lean more toward the slower, slow burn kind of you know roll out of the story in Batman versus Superman versus Justice League? It's really got a lot of action and build up built into it, a lots of stuff really happening. You you can have a preference in those and have t- you know different taste in that. Um, so I would say. Uh, if you want a Justice League with Batman and Superman in it, that's absolutely fine, and I get it, and I'd love to see that. I'd go see it again. Mm-hmm. But most of the mainstream public apparently is kind of they ha- that's been done a couple of times, and we maybe need to pay attention. And when audiences seem to kind of maybe want something different this time, and why not? Justice League is look how long it's been around. It's not going to destroy other iterations or make it impossible for those other characters to be in it later to do something different now that feels like, hey, people want something fresh they haven't seen before. We've tried this other way several times and with these characters several times in a lot of different movies and TV. What about Supergirl and Batgirl? Let's do that. Mm -hmm. You're still going to have Wonder Woman. You're still going to have Aquaman. Uh, You're going to have Shazam. Uh, these are characters who've all been in Justice League. Blue Beetle will probably be there. Uh, I don't know whether we're going to have Green Lantern yet or not at that point. But And then probably Supergirl and Batgirl will be part of that with Batman as the behind-the-scenes guy supplying intel and stuff. And maybe he puts on the armor and the bat suit and the big final fight or whatever, but maybe not. Maybe he's Nick Fury mm-hmm. and hangs back. But that's going to be a pretty kick-ass Justice League movie if that happens. And you aren't. This is crucial. You are not, as a fan, being disloyal to your love of Zack Snyder's work to also recognize that other artists have plans and are doing stuff that you can also love and that's good and valid, even if you don't like it. You know, you don't have to like that stuff uh, or like you don't have to prefer it. And you can prefer the, the Justice League with the other characters, but... This stuff is still valid, I think, and it's worth exploring 
because if it gets the mainstream public invested in these these DC movies, and if it's done as long as it's high quality, that's what matters. Mm-hmm. I I want whatever they're doing to be great. Right. And if they meet that bar, then it justifies its existence, and it's going to bring people in, and it's going to encourage them to make more of this and to listen to people and to listen to people's tastes. And this is what I would remind Zack Snyder fans. Look at the Justice League theatrical cut and look at Zack Snyder's Justice League. Which one clearly had a better reaction from viewers? Zack Snyder's, Mm -hmm. including from people who didn't like the other one or didn't see it. Which one got better critical acclaim? The Zack Snyder one, right? So people, when presented with it, they they do like this stuff. There There is a taste for it. And the studios and the people with money ultimately, I think, I have to believe, recognize that's why Zack Snyder's Justice League got made. There was enough, it was obvious that there was a reason to invest that money and that it could help drive subscriptions. And as that audience for DC content, if this new Justice League idea is, if that's what they make, because let me just stress, Randolph or whoever tells you that they know that this is happening, yeah. <laughs> No, you, you said gr- you said Grandoff. You said huh? you said Grandoff. You said Grandoff. <laughs> you you combined as a slide. I'm sorry. I was just trying to. You... It happened. I got a mighty vaporizer recently for uh, uh, for as a Christmas present, and I got some cannabis cut uh, marijuana, and the combination is. That's why I say things like Grandolf. <laughs> Grandolf the Wise is telling you that sources. No, I'm just. I don't. I'm not really trying to be a, a, a smartass about that or anything or picking on it. I would say that if it was somebody that I like was friends with or like or whatever. Right, right. Too, it wouldn't matter. And that sounded petty, and I didn't mean that either. The way it came out, you know what I mean. Yeah, we know uh, what you said. But I'm just saying it's. This is stuff that it's pretty safe to take that guess. Because at the end, then if it comes along and they don't end up having the, if, if basically the only thing you're rolling dice on when you say that is whether or not Batgirl and Supergirl are in that movie or not. So basically I could have, they will be, so odds are they will be. So basically I could have just said, Hey, here's, here's what I'm hearing is the, (laughs) is the lineup for the next justice league movie. And just like, just based off of the things that are there, I could have said, hey, I think Shazam's going to be there and a super person's going to be there and yeah. a, and uh, you know, a bat person's going to be there and hey, I'm right. Yeah, because as long as these characters are there, as long as the performers return, you know, uh, this is stuff that we, that anyone who was paying attention could have predicted. Mm-hmm. And anyone who's telling you that they know this, I would just say, just go back and see if they were right about anything else. <laughs> like whether Ben Affleck was coming back or not. Whether uh-huh. Ben Affleck was going to make movies or TV shows for HBO Max. Because he never was. It was never happening. It was never under consideration. There was no such thing. But He is, he is done. And the only thing he came back for was to help with Zack Snyder's Justice League. And to do a swan song to close it out for The Flash. Mm-hmm. That's it. Ben Affleck's gone. He's not coming back. He doesn't want to. He hates he hates it. He did not enjoy it. He made he made the attempt to come back after the Daredevil fiasco and thought this time we'll get it right. 
and it almost broke him. It did break him, Mm -hmm. and yet he still worked through it, got healthy, and then Zack Snyder asked him to come back. He came back again, and it was all controversial, and it started a whole big clash among fandom and with HBO Max and Warner, and then he came back for The Flash even to try to fix this, and then has publicly made it clear this was killing me. I was drinking myself to death. I mm-hmm. was miserable. I'm unhappy. I don't want to do it anymore. I did it out of a sense of loyalty and obligation. This gave me a way to close it. I'm done with it, and I'm glad I'm finished. Mm-hmm. What else does he need to say, people? That he's because gonna... people like me have been telling everyone for two years or longer that he was done. Three years, really. That he was done, that it was obvious, and we've told you all along, everybody, this was... And anyone who got your hopes up by doing YouTube videos telling you that Ben Affleck was coming back or that there was a Batman freaking TV show coming or any of that that was in some of those clickbait headlines, that wasn't happening. It never was happening. Mm-hmm. And it was wishful thinking and it was pred- it was preying on the hopes of fans. And because of that kind of stuff, it fed a movement that started out trying to get Zack Snyder's Justice League release in that vision scene, you know, and whatever I'm done talking about toxicity in that group, which Mm -hmm. is obvious. I've written articles about it. Mm -hmm. I told them that they sank a lot of chances to have anything continue. I've half of the, the most popular personalities blocked me. I blocked them. I'm done with all that crap. Mm -hmm. I'm not interested. And I was on the receiving end and got death threats when I wrote articles defending the casting of Ben Affleck. I got horrible hate mail over my liking of those movies. I saw it on Twitter. I have plenty of screenshots that I finally threw away because I said I'm done with, you know, all Mm -hmm. that nonsense. So I'm just going to talk about the fandoms and not qualify stuff. The the release, the Snyder Cut folks wanted that movie released and they got that film released. And then all this clickbait stuff telling them, oh, there could be more. There could that was all feeding and getting them riled up. For nothing except clicks to drive ad revenue and it made them so hopeful that they started thinking they deserved something and that it was being taken away from them instead mm-hmm. of the truth which is that that was not the point of that movie being finished and released was fans said they wanted it if we give that to them that's a show of good faith to try to get them on board to do stuff uh-huh uh, obviously though there was a lot more as you know ray fisher has has for a long while now talked publicly about uh, what went on and has been supported by people who were there on set, some of them publicly and who put their names behind it and some who weren't in a position to. Ben Affleck's recent comments seem to pretty much hint in that direction that the set and the situation was horrible and wrong uh, in his interview, and which is a great interview and fans should all read it, by the way. Uh, and it, it's unfortunate that fandom, as a result, got ang- thought that this every time there's a new project, they feel like, oh, th- something else was canceled, something's been taken from them. And people who feed that and who gave it to them contributed to that and contributed mm-hmm. to making a, a situation where there was so much animosity and spite rather than telling fans and making it clear to them that Ben Affleck didn't, he didn't want to be part of this. And there are other issues that that need to be addressed uh, about what happened on the set of Justice League, 
and that is separate from the artists who are making these other films, the other DC movies. Because, I'm sorry, The, the Suicide Squad by James Gunn was amazing and it was brilliant. I loved the first movie. I loved David Ayer's Suicide Squad. And I love James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. And fans who hate its existence or trash that movie or attack James Gunn or anything like that out of anger are are wrong and what they're doing is wrong and it's misdirected anger and a lot of that is because of all that clickbait articles that preyed upon that sentiment and took advantage of people who wanted to believe those things do you trust in the wrong people do you do you think that it's a mistake though since you brought up david ayer's suicide squad that because there is hbo max and there is an opportunity for them to recut that film to what david ayer really already had because essentially all it all it's it doesn't i don't think there there's going to be any v like a large numbers of vfx that need to be done it sounds it sounds like just from based on kind of like everything that we've heard on david ayer's suicide squad is it just needs a you know a director's cut like his cut of the film do you think that it's a mistake for hbo max not to be like all right here's you know 1.5 1.5 million dollars to re-edit the movie do you think i i absolutely think that they should i mean it's i think it's look it's gonna i'll say this okay here's a prediction for you <laughs> like uh justice league is gonna have these characters uh they're gonna release the air cut they're gonna do it uh i say that because of course they freaking are there's a an alternate version of a movie that will get millions of people to watch it they Mm -hmm. know that they will be able to sell a copy of it and people will buy it and spend millions of dollars they know that uh the merchant it will drive merchandising they know that uh so and there is a segment of the fandom that each little morsel they get makes them hungry enough for the big meal, and you're going to slowly siphon people off who are going to come back into the fold and be like, you know what, I can't be angry about this any all the time anymore. And they'll start watching the new movies that they might have been otherwise tuning out on. Right. So so, yeah, so you're – per- There's a copy of it. There's a version that no one has seen and that there's an audience for. Yes, they're going to release it. And if they don't, somebody's going to just release it anyway. Eventually, that will happen. We know that. We you, live in the modern world. Unless, you know, unless Omegatron. Omegatron. <laughs> Omegatron. That's a callback, listeners, to a, a joke before we started recording the podcast. Omegatron. Unless Omegatron uh, comes along and ends everything. Uh, as long as they're still making movies and releasing movies in this world, then someday that movie will come out. It's Do just you... a question of whether Warner Brothers does it while they can capitalize on the maximum interest and drive the profits and get the highest amount of revenue. Do you which think is that... now Warner Brothers? Right. Do you think that? Do you think they just decided? Because I know when when Zack Snyder's Justice League came out, it was like that Sunday or that Monday. There was that article that said, "Nope, we're not doing." We're not doing an air cut. Do you think they weren't doing a quote unquote air cut because they had the Suicide Squad like coming months months away? Do you yes. think that's why they kind of like we can't? Yeah, I think they had to take the air out of the, the the wind out of the sails of that at the time. I think it was a, very much a marketing choice and a front. And I'll be honest, I think there's a lot of frustration and anger at the fandom of the movement who. Uh, including within that movement, and I'm going to say this, 
for all of for whatever impression there is that it's mono that it's just a monolithic voice movement with one voice or one direction i know in any fandom there are the loudest voices are the ones who are the angriest and the most trolling sometimes uh-huh. and when you get to a really peak level of tension like we've had those are the voices that shout the loudest drive everyone else out of the room and so they stand out but i'm telling you from my own involvement uh, and, and and interactions most of the people that i interact with in that movement because i stopped interacting with the crappy ones there's a lot more people that are just good and who did something really great mm-hmm. they helped get that Zack snyder's justice league released they raised a lot of money and awareness for suicide prevention uh and they a lot of them work hard and i talk to them behind the scenes and private messages constantly about the frustrations they have with the the the, the popular voices in that movement that are spamming and or that are that are really just toxic and aggressive or whatever and uh, I was going to really remember what your question was I'm sorry no you're good we I asked you about the uh if you thought that they they postponed the air cut release because of the suicide spot and I think that but I think what one thing that happened is because there was so much hostility and off of the strength of and the success of the release the Snyder cut it came out, and there were folks who said, hey, let's get the air cut released next. And that was good, but it quickly got, I think, taken over by a group who just everything any actor or studio or producer tweeted about or posted anywhere, they would flood it with the hashtag, release the air cut. Uh-huh. And that that started annoying people and then came the really ugly stuff and then the threats of boycotts after having you know here come Zack Snyder's Justice League it's out there and immediately talk of if you don't give us a sequel we're going to boycott we're going to unsubscribe and stuff and I think that there were folks who came in on the tail end of this the new leadership that had come in was just like you know what enough's enough we're just not going to talk to these folks and I think that anger yeah it's ultimately business decisions, and that will win out, and that's why I think the air cut will be released. But in the short term, the frustration and anger coupled with you know, marketing saying, look, we need to for now focus on the Suicide Squad. The decision was, okay, screw it then, and so the statement was we're never going to – we're not going to do that. That's not happening. And I think it was – there were no qualifiers on it, but I think they probably should have put some on it and said that's not something we're going to do right now. That's a question for down the road at another time depending on how things work out, whatever they needed to say. Right. But they do need to release it. I mean I would release it with right in the lead-up to The Flash coming out. Right. The Flash hits theaters. I'd release the air cut, and I would say it's part of the multiverse and that here is – you know, this is uh, – here's something, and then – Anything at all from that that might tie in or be that you could reference in the marketing for uh, The Flash, I would. I would do it as a good faith. Like, look, we're not listening to – because that's the thing. It doesn't matter if the fans are obnoxious online or not. It's Let's say there's 20,000 fans every day on Twitter who are being rude and hostile. It's only 20,000 stupid people. Mm-hmm. There are millions of people that are going to watch this movie. Millions with an S. Multiple millions. 20,000 people don't freaking matter. And the idea that, yeah, but it, it, 
it feeds them, it gives them what they want. That's just being angry and resenting it and saying, I don't want to get, I don't want to give everybody this one thing because those people I don't like will also get it. I understand absolutely that anger and frustration. I get it because it's partly why I usually I kind of stay away from it and just decided I'm not going to write about this stuff anymore. People don't appreciate it. They get mad. They don't deserve they don't deserve to hear you know the articles. I get mad and then I come back eventually and I'm like that's silly. I'm letting the worst people determine my behavior and my actions. Right. And we shouldn't do that. And a business shouldn't do that because you've got a movie that'll make you millions of dollars sitting on a shelf. There is no reason not to release it. We know there's a multiverse. We know if you can put all those other movies out there and all the other DC movies are sitting on HBO Max, there's zero reason that if you release this one, somehow this is the one that will confuse everybody or muddy the waters. No, right. it won't. Um, it won't muddy it. Do you, do you think that that, that fandom... Because I had I had a few negative interactions with some of them as well. Um, <laughs> That's an understatement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you think that that yes. fandom and like look like I the the hashtag release the Snyder Cut was so important. It helped get the movie made. It raised a lot of money for a great cause. I'm for that. I'm for the positivity of it. I'm for that. I'm not for the you better make our movie or we're gonna boycott because because there's it's a small segment of people that we're going to boycott a movie that they were eventually going to see anyway. So, but do you think that the aftermath of the hashtag release of Snyder cut immediately after it was released, do you think that, th- that there was an opportunity for them to do like maybe an animated, like continuation of Zack Snyder's kind of like, you know, like a nightmare movie, like an animated version or like a comic book version of that. And they just, and the, and the studio looked at them and said, mm, no, we're not going to reward this bad behavior. I will say this. I think there was a moment in time before, with before every, before it all just descended into just ugliness and just constant, just the threats and the anger and the rudeness and the boycotts and all that. And the, spamming there was a moment after uh zack snyder's justice league came out when i know i i know factually that there were people who wanted to try to pursue some sort of continuation uh at hbo max uh and animation was a hypothetical and i don't know how advanced or far along that got all i know is that there was a point at which the dominant sentiment and perception of the fandom was if we do it in animation, the viewership is going to be, we're going to depend on fans to drive it. And this is a segment of fans who are just hostile. They're going to influence and sour other people on it. And not that the fandom entirely made it, but as that comment about, you know, You've seen Warner executives have commented on the behavior because it got bad enough and loud enough that it started to have an effect. And so, yes, uh, at some point, people aren't going to waste a lot of time. Even people who still support something aren't going to keep bringing it up when there's no oxygen in the room for it because everyone else is pissed off. Right. And as long as the fans keep everybody else in the room pissed off, those people that support it that are in the room and could try to get it done 
probably aren't going to. And I'll tell you something else. The fandom has lost the support of a lot of people at the top level that would need to be involved in making it. So there's a lot of people who aren't really interested anymore in coming back or being part of any of this. Interesting. Even if Warner Brothers wanted it. So well, plus fans need. And again, you know, anything it's as we say, it's Hollywood. Things can change. But as of right now, it's too late at this point. As far as at this moment, if a decision had to be made, there are people who would want no part of it precisely because of the fandom's behavior and how fans can be angry and upset about that all they want and say, well, they shouldn't make the decision based on that. But that's what you want them to make it based on. You want your behavior to affect whether people decide to make those things or not. Mm-hmm. If your behavior was making them say they wanted to do it, you'd be glad and think that's the right choice. My behavior should make them choose that. But instead, your behavior has made some people decide, I'm not really, I don't want to be part of that. Right. And as a result, now you don't get things you want. Right. And as long as it goes on, and that's, you know, it, again, I've got people on both sides of this who hate me and are convinced there's people who are restore the Snyder cut people who hate me and think that I'm against it and that I'm terrible for the movement. And there's people who uh, hate restore the Snyder cut who are convinced I'm just a Snyder shill. (laughs) And I get called that from both sides because it's two sets of extremely unreasonable people. Those people that they're all they're interested in is continuing that most fans aren't. Most fans just want the good content, which mm-hmm. brings me to the point again. Don't let that that fighting and that stupidity make uh, or drive the business decisions on this. There is content out there that is a moneymaker. There are ways to do this, and there are ways, I think, to still convince some of the folks that otherwise wouldn't want to be involved again to consider coming back maybe somehow. Hmm. And if they won't, that's okay. Take a breath and move forward because some people just don't want to and they're allowed to not want to be part of it anymore, and that's okay. Um, I think the big question mark in all this, and that's a whole other podcast, uh, is obviously Ray Fisher. Mm-hmm. And there's that's, that's a separate issue from this generic issue. And that issue weighs heavily on these decisions about what to make, when to make it, and whether to support it, and I understand that. Uh, but you, you know, there's, there's also, that's a complicated issue. And there's a reason that I've remained, I've avoided talking a lot about it publicly because Mm -hmm. I did, you know, at the time when all that was going on, I knew a lot of people involved. I was talking directly to a lot of people involved. And so, uh, I know, I, I don't, I don't think, I, I don't think anybody would want me right now to just come forward and say every single thing, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't think I, I absolutely guarantee that not everybody would, and that's I don't mean to be cryptic about it. I just mean I I I absolutely believe what Ray Fisher said happened. I, that's all obviously true, and I think it was terrible behavior. And I think that uh, uh, I wouldn't. I mean, if if Joss Whedon was making another DC movie, I wouldn't go see it, and I would not want. I would hope that other people wouldn't go see it, um, and. I think that it was all handled badly, and I think Ray Fisher's career uh, should not suffer for it. And uh, yeah, that's 
the whole of the thing. So I just want to put that for sources as well as protecting people involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not, I don't mean protecting people who did bad things being involved. I just mean protecting the privacy, uh, you you know, uh, uh, in, in a positive way. Uh, I, I've remained quiet about mm. most of that, but I wanted to get that on the record because we're talking about this and we can't say, I want to see all these movies and pretend that those issues don't exist and don't need to be addressed. Um, speaking of <laughs> Ray Fisher, he was supposed to be in the upcoming Flash movie, and you, and you mentioned The Flash. Is The Flash retconning things like i guess i guess i guess that's my question is the flash going to be in the business of retconning the things that worked previously and going to try to fix the things that weren't working is that what this is going to be or is it going to be a soft reboot because i know michael keaton's going to be a part of it i know they're going to try to introduce the multiverse like what is your take on yeah I have to be honest. I'm. I've been really. The thing I'm most confused about is that any that fans are confused about this because it's very. I think it's very straightforward and obvious. In this movie, at the start of the movie, it's the DC universe that exists from all the movies we've seen so far in theaters, including the Justice League movie. That's the official Justice League movie for the DC EU on film. However, in your mind, you can imagine it's. Zack Snyder's Justice League, if you want, because actually his art for The Flash kind of feeds into the Flash movie <laughs> more than the Justice League movie does, um, because it sets up the whole time travel stuff. So, basically, this movie starts off after the events of the first Justice League movie, mm-hmm. and then something is going to happen, and... He the, he's going to see the multiverse. There's going to be aware of the multiverse. He's going to interact with different versions of himself and of other heroes from the multiverse, including that you know Affleck's going to be Batman from the existing DC universe at the start. Uh, by the end of the movie, what's going to happen is different parts of different universes and of history will have been changed. In different ways, and the uh, the science. I'm not going to try to explain science of it because I don't know enough about the story of it. Uh, I don't know exactly how they're arranging it. I suspect that there's some things people think are happening that aren't. I think that I don't think it's as direct a take on Flashpoint as people think it is in terms of what world he's in and what's happened. Mm-hmm. So what I believe is that at the end of it, it's what what they're going to change primarily is about Superman and about Batman. Let's be honest. Those are two things. And then I think Cyborg. I think it is maybe going to alter Darkseid's invade, but the whole thing that happened with Justice League, maybe it will alter that. I don't know. But it's. I think Cyborg is going to be not... He's. He will not have been created or will not be mentioned, which I think is very unfortunate. But... Uh, mm-hmm. That's my guess, is he's, unless they're going to recast later, and from what I've heard, I don't expect that there's going to be any big screen uh, uh, cyborg immediately. Mm -hmm. So at the end of it, though, Ben Affleck's Batman will be gone. 
and he won't be Batman or Bruce Wayne in the in the DCU anymore. The new version of reality, what will, part of what's retconned is Batman. Now Michael Keaton is Batman, mm-hmm. and now there's going to be Jim Gordon's daughter was never really mentioned before, so we don't know whether she becomes Batgirl because of the Flash movie and Flashpoint, or whether it she was already there in her existence. Maybe the you know she becomes Batgirl after these events, after mm-hmm. Michael Keaton shows up or whatever. But so it's the DCU that we saw, and then the Flash goes through the multiverse, and the world changes so that all the stuff we saw before happened, except now it happened and then got changed. Right. So they're not saying it never transpired. It did transpire, and then reality altered and merged different realities together and now michael keaton is batman and there's a batgirl and supergirl exists um and there's probably going to be a few other changes made to it here and there to retcon some stuff going forward as well but those are the big changes the big changes are to batman and superman uh and that's another thing that i think (laughs) i'm just gonna say Remember, some of us kept telling you that Ben Affleck's Batman, he was not going to be doing new Batman movies and stuff. He was on his way out. He was done. Uh, If you see Henry Cavill's Superman again, it will be a passing of torch kind of thing or to retcon him out or whatever as well if he's not entirely erased uh, in this movie is what I believe. Um, because I don't think I don't think they're going to continue with Henry Cavill going. So uh, what what I think is likely to happen uh, is we've got. I mean, there are two Superman movies coming now. You, you know, got because you got, got the Michael B. Jordan HBO Max, and then you got right. Tanahashi. I can I, if Coates. I if I messed up his first name, I apologize. Yeah, Coates has got his movie is as I understand it, his is going to be a standalone, kind of like the Joker was its own universe, not part of the DC. It's in the multiverse, but mm-hmm. it's, so it could cross over. I think my understanding is his is a its own Superman movie, and then Michael B. Jordan's is a different one, and it's I know right now everyone's okay. Michael B. Jordan is producing one for HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's unpack this for a minute here. Uh, we have The Flash is going to change the DCEU a bit and change continuity because some other aspects of the multiverse will come into our, into our universe. My suspicion is that since we know Supergirl is showing up in this, right? Mm-hmm. And you've seen... Uh, the, we've seen if, if you're looking at spoilers uh, I guess we should have said that at the start that this is a spoiler podcast Supergirl is in the flash uh-huh. we've seen her we uh, saw her in the trailer woman of color we see we she was and, in the teaser trailer they showed at uh, DC yes. fandom yeah Batgirl uh, has her own movie coming and bat and she's gonna be in the DC universe Um Michael Keaton is Bruce Wayne and Batman in the Batgirl movies, and he's in uh, The Flash, obviously. He's going to kind of position over into the the main DCEU, the main timeline that the movies that are all in the same universe together. And I believe, 
my guess is that Michael B. Jordan is not just producing, but will probably. I think there's a decent chance he might play Superman in that Superman movie, and that he will be the Superman who is the cousin of the Supergirl appearing in the Flash, and that when the dust settles, that will be our Superman in the DCEU is the Superman from Michael B. Jordan's project, which at this point I'm guessing will wind up casting him in that role. Now, Please! Maybe he won't be cast in that role, but I think it will happen, uh, and I think Superman will be uh, uh, a person of color. I would uh, love it if and, Michael B. Jordan was Superman. And I think it will be, yeah, it would be, it'd be great. And I, again, I understand there are fans who will be disappointed that things are changing, but this was there, we've been you know for we've been telling you for years this was going to happen and I you know some of us were trying to tell you for a long while folks how to if you wanted any if you wanted an, an elements of the Snyderverse to continue there was a way to go about that and uh, nobody wanted to hear it and so here we are and I think that we're there's probably in the future there's money to be made so they'll probably do some stuff maybe. Uh, eventually that might revive aspects of the Snyderverse or whatever, but I don't think at this point that there's much chance of us getting uh, a sequel to Zack Snyder's Justice League now or any of the animated spinoff potential. So his is Michael B. Jordan, back to the Michael B. Jordans, because I don't... Because I don't, because I, I don't think people understand what you just said. Essentially, is what you're saying is you believe that Michael B. Jordan's Superman potentially, potentially... <laughs> Could be the Superman going yeah. forward in the DC multiverse, right? So you I have your Batman. I, I, I suspect that's what they're setting up. That's so, my, and and the big clue is Supergirl is in the Flash, and that this Michael B. Jordan movie is being made for HBO Max, which is where the Batgirl movie, which is also an extension of the DC universe, is being made. I I know that that seem that sounds flimsy. But it's not. There's a little bit more that I won't go into, but there's a little bit more strength to that connection than it sounds. The fact that it's a, a movie for Superman being made for HBO Max, uh, you're not going to... Let me put it this way. I know on, on the one hand, there's going forward like, oh, HBO Max, there's potential. You could do stuff in all different parts of the multiverse on HBO Max. It's not right. limited. Well, yeah, but the first stuff they're doing is going to be primarily two things. Stuff for the main DC universe and stuff for the separate standalone Batman universe that Matt Reeves has going. That's the two primary things you're going to see, you know, uh, the the HBO DC movies made for uh, on HBO Max. And that's why I think the fact that Michael B. Jordan's movie is going there... Uh, it sounds like that movie's gonna, that movie is going to get made, and it'll get made sooner than I think uh, a lot of people expected or might expect. And if that's the case, then I think if we fi if we find out that I mean if that's entering pre-production this year, then uh, or it gets scheduled in like okay, it starts shooting next year in 2023 or this year in 2022. That would, I don't expect because the pandemic I think is going to sideline every plan uh this year but if that doesn't happen if it's coming soon in the next two years they start production on michael b jordan's superman for hbo max then i would bet money that he is going to be that, that whoever superman is in that 
will be Superman in the DC universe, and that it will be a person of color, probably Michael B. Jordan. Himself. And it, like his version of Superman is Calvin Ellis. If I'm, is that correct, or am I am I speaking out of turn there? So Michael B. Jordan's Superman, uh, it sounds like, um, I think he's going to be uh, Val, uh, I think his Superman is going to be Val Zod, uh, the Michael B. Jordan Superman. Um, and I think that will be, this is my guess, is that that will be the main, that will be Superman in the main DCEU now. Um, and... I believe uh, uh, this is kind of like breaking news if you if you think about it. That's kind of, that's like kind of like that might be earth shattering to people. Because I don't think anyone yeah. I don't think anyone's been really talking about that because I know that there's been like two versions that they're kind of making the the Coates Superman and I know Michael B Jordan was going to be doing a, producing a Superman, but for for that 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 might be that might be a world first mark. Is that 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 if that comes to fruition is. Well, yeah. Well, it's I, I, and I'm not. I can't. Be, I'm not going to be coy and be like, oh, well, I had secretly some uh, 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 information behind the scene. I don't. I, I don't have any information behind the scenes telling me that. It's just. Uh, uh, I think uh, Coates uh, or I, it Coates uh, Superman is going. I think his Superman is going to be Kal El, and I don't know whether. I haven't honestly heard whether if the latest uh, rumors or leaks are that it's a period piece or not, but I had it had at one point uh, it sounded like it might be a period piece. Uh, the Coates version. I don't know how the uh, Co the Coates version would be a period piece. Yes. Uh, yeah, that uh, Tanahashi Coates uh, ver Superman would be Kal El and would not be set in current present day necessarily. It's Cal L. It's 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 Cal L. And not Calvin Ellis. Isn't Calvin yeah, Ellis? I believe. Oh, it's. I think it might be Calvin Ellis. Yeah, you, uh, you said Cal L. So. Yeah. Um. Sorry, uh, but I I I think that that was still. It sounded like that might be up in the air. The last I'd heard, but I'm not positive. But I know. Uh. My my understanding is that Michael B. Jordan is is uh Balzad. And I strongly suspect that that's going to be the Superman who is Superman in the DC universe going forward, at least for a while, uh, in the main DCU timeline. Because um, if, because I know now, that a, a lot of people d are upset that Kal El, you know, Henry Cavill is not going to be Superman anymore. But you want, if you want to get people to come on for that ride of who the new Superman's going to be, you cast Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, there's some folks that uh, that I think could. Yeah, there's there's a few folks out there that could be uh, uh, J. Jean Page, uh, for example. I think is probably 
a name on a few people's lips at Warner Brothers when it comes to casting Superman right now. Uh, I think you could safely put money on uh, him as uh, a top candidate. But why not? Why, roles, but, but but why not Michael B. Jordan if he's producing? Well, I think he's. I also think, like I said, I suspect that there's a a good chance that he's that it's he's going to be uh, Superman in that movie. Him producing it, and it's the project that he originally was. You know, so uh, so because uh, because he, the, he they previously were interested in him for Superman now he's producing a Superman project and it's going to be Val Zod it's hard for me to imagine he wouldn't play that character but that said he may be like not wanting to play another superhero because he played two already I mean he played a superhero and a supervillain from in two different Marvel movies mm-hmm. he might not want to play. Uh, uh, Superman now and just keep doing superheroes. That's on the other hand, why wouldn't you want to be Superman? So um, I think he probably will. But either one of those movies, one of those super Superman movies, there's a good chance that Paige uh, from Bridgerton. Uh, uh, I think there's a good chance he'll end up cast as Superman. I'll say it that way. Um, does everything hinder on that third Creed movie? Because he's directing that third Creed movie, right? Are they are they looking to see how that comes out critically before they 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 give him the green light for Superman? Uh, no, I think that I think they're going to make Superman anyway, uh, even if even if Creed doesn't do uh, underperforms or flops or whatever. But what I think is that it's probably his sort of audition to direct the superman movie perhaps really and, direct well it too it. well if uh, if he's uh 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 you know it's he, he won't look he's gonna direct creed right i understand that creed. but he's but creed creed movie but creed producing so if he's a director who directed a if he directs a successful rocky movie and is producing the Superman movie, then it's like, well, if you're looking well, for my writer, thing, my thing, like, a successful I agree with you 100%. I'm just saying, like, Rocky and Superman are two totally different kind of, like, movies, right? Like, one's going to be heavy on VFX and, you know, a huge, you know, tentpole movie, whereas, whereas Creed, as big as those movies are, they're pretty low key on the vfx and the you know the stunts and everything right in comparison yeah yeah but the russo brothers before they made marvel movies they made uh the community tv sitcom right so (laughs) um if you think about uh if you think about it uh what did what did richard donner make before he made the first superman movie the omen the omen um, you know, that would be really interesting to see The Rock against Michael B. Jordan Superman. Black the, the the Rock's Black Adam versus Michael B. Jordan Superman. How awesome would that be? Yeah, yeah, it would be very very fascinating to see. Hold uh, hold that thought. Okay, I'm letting my dog out. Bye <laughs> bye puppy. Um, <laughs> I just let my dog out of the room. Um. So, did did we need to say anything more about the Flash? 
other than I mean, I guess. Well, do you think that yeah. I'll 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 ask this question if you if you bring anything to mind, uh, let me know. Do you do you think that we'll get another trailer for the Flash right with the Batman or leading up to the Batman coming out theatrically? Or are they going to hold off a little bit longer? Can can you say can you say that again? I'm sorry. Can you can you hear me? Ask me one more. Yeah, it just kind of was breaking up a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. So do you think that uh do you think that we'll get another trailer of the Flash with the theatrical release of the Batman or do you think we'll we'll have to wait for that a little bit longer? Uh no, I think we'll get a trailer for yeah, I think we'll get another Flash trailer. Uh with the Batman. They're not going to miss out on the chance for that marketing. <laughs> uh, uh, I believe... Um, yeah, a lots... Uh, this is going to be a really decisive year for DC, and uh, the the Batman really needs to be a hit. The Flash really needs to be a hit. Uh, they both really need to get big numbers and drive traffic on HBO Max, and I think they both will. Uh regardless of how anyone feels about them we're just talking about numbers here now and mm-hmm. you know math and i think that there i think the the flavor for the taste for batman is pretty strong and i think it's the kind of movie that's going to put uh butts in seats and most importantly though we we ever you know we don't really talk about streaming we, you and i haven't got into the whole streaming wars thing a lot but uh warner brothers is a slower moving ship than disney disney really changed course rapidly towards streaming and they're making big strides with it and they're really doing a good job of driving those numbers warner brothers had a sluggish start with their hbo max streaming but it's starting to take off we'll see what discovery does with it but the bottom line is dc and these dc properties uh are going to be big important ip going forward for for hbo max and for streaming uh and it has to and that's why you know, I know people were kind of surprised that the Batman is going to streaming. They already announced, you know, essentially that it's in theaters for a limited run, uh, exclusive in theaters. Then it's going to HBO Max uh, pretty quick in April after just a few weeks. Uh, and it's, rel- it's relatively quick. And that's go- – they're going to see how that window works out. And if they have to shorten it, if the question is we have to give up box office – more streaming viewership they'll trade that they'll make that trade why is that why Uh, do you think that is because that's where it's what i've been talking about for the past five or six years which is streaming is that's where everything is that's the pandemic has has sped it up but this was always where it was going that theatrical was going to significantly change going forward and that if you're making a movie if you make a Batman movie to put in theaters, you've got to spend 150 million to 200 million. Then you've got to market that movie for 100 million or more. If you make it for streaming, how much does Netflix spend on marketing their movies? Do you think? Very, not like, very much. Not very much. Not even a tenth as much. By making a movie for your and then streaming, if you put movies in theaters, if you're a studio. Your movies are not just competing against other studios. You're competing against yourself because most people in this country, in the United States and worldwide, most people uh, that buy 
movie tickets, uh, it, most people are buying four or five tickets a year. They're only going to see four or five movies in theaters. So how much – What's if you get every one of those – if every movie they choose is from your studio, how much are you going to get from them in a year from five – let's say six movies, a good year. If you get all six movies or yours, they go to see, and they're paying not the $8 average. Let's say it's $10. It's all IMAX. Okay, that's 60 freaking dollars that year you're going to get out of them. What do you get if they subscribe to your streaming service where you don't share that money with theaters? It's all yours. You know, well, if they're paying you $5 a month, guess what they're paying you? $60, just uh-huh. like they were to see your movies. <clears throat> um, Except you don't have to spend $100 million to market it on streaming. You spend like two or three. And you don't have to spend $150 million on the budget. Now you're spending a hundred, hundred to a hundred and twenty million. You get a spectacular-looking streaming movie, and you save that money on marketing. And all the money you get is the revenue is like nine, you know, ninety percent or higher profit margin. Huh? Why would you make movies and put them? Why would you make a movie and then someone says, "I want to see it." Instead of just saying, well, give me five bucks and I'll show it to you right now, why would you go to somebody else and say, hey, why don't you show it to them at your house instead, and they'll pay you $10, and you just give me two of it? Who the hell works that? Why would you do that? You know, It's crazy. Uh, they don't need to. They can make their product and stream it directly to the customer. They don't need it in between, and I love movie theaters. I love them, but... Uh, and they're not going away. It's just going to change. That's all. So it's before going to change, and they'll have to evolve. Before we start talking about the Batman, and I know that's the one of the main reasons why we wanted to do this podcast. <laughs> but before that, my question to you is, and I don't know if you can answer this, not because you don't know anything, but maybe maybe you're just ah, uh, maybe you're just kind of unaware. Do you think that Andy Muschietti, the Flash director? Is putting the, like to me because this this Flash movie doesn't look feel like a Flash movie or Flashpoint. It feels like Justice League one point five. Do you think that he's auditioning to do a you know a another like a big Justice League movie, or he's trying to you know he's trying to do you know something to get like another movie <laughs> like a Superman or a Green Lantern or something? Well, I'll say. Honestly, first of all, uh, I don't think, I mean, he made it. <laughs> he made, look at the success he had. The Flash is already a big movie. The Flash is something you audition for. And he already, you know, he already hit home runs for Warner Brothers. So uh, I don't think, I think that this is, like you said, is it feels like Justice League 2.0. It kind of is, I think. It's kind of there. It's kind of the way that Iron Man 3 was kind of perceived as, uh, or I'm sorry, the way that uh, Civil War was kind of like, oh, this is kind of like an Avengers movie, but not. I think it's like that. I think Flash. Uh, I think the Flash movie is, you know, what is similar in that regard. Uh, I get what you're saying there. Um, but I don't. I think they'd be at the point they're going to make a Justice League movie. I think they'd probably be happy to have him as one of the candidates uh, to potentially ask for it. Um, and, but he's done big VFX, you know, 
uh, blockbuster IP for them and, and was a success and it was very popular and they know he can handle it. They're very, they're obviously very happy with how the flash has turned out and, uh, they have a lot of confidence in it. So yeah, I think, I think there's a chance depending on how things go, he could wind up, uh, on their list of directors, short list of directors to do justice league. I don't think that they're looking at imminently doing a justice league movie though. And that's something people really, I think should get through their heads too about this. When you see Grace Randolph or anybody, whoever it is talking about justice league that, you know, there's a lot of parts and there's a lot of projects on the horizon, but justice league it's you know they're setting they're putting pieces on the board they're figuring stuff out they're getting things ready and you're i don't think you're gonna see it's not like you're anyone who's expecting like when are we gonna hear justice league news come on man <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah we're not gonna hear justice league and i say that fully knowing that tomorrow warner brothers could be like screw mark hughes we're just gonna put out news about a justice league thing <laughs> you know but uh from what I can tell right now, I haven't heard anything about Justice League itself. I mean, any time that it comes up, it's in reference that I've heard it. It's in reference to long-term plans and positioning, and like these are characters, again, like Supergirl and Batgirl. These are characters who are going to be popular, and if you do these things well, they are going to be able to drive viewership and storytelling, and it's going to be great, and it's going to be a just it's going to be cool Justice League. Justice League, just like the Avengers, has lots of moving, lots of different characters and moving around and stuff. This is an example of that. Uh, what could happen? But then again, since they ain't planning Justice League for next year, a lot can happen. So, right. You know, maybe the Superman movie, the, the Supergirl movie, and Batgirl, and and uh, the two Superman movies. Maybe all that stuff comes out. Plus the Shazam sequel. All these different movies are coming out. It could be that during that time, somebody steps up and is like, hey, I've got an idea for something. We should do a Justice League movie or whatever. You don't know. You don't know. So, uh, Or maybe they'll decide to bring Superman, Clark Kent in again or whatever. We'll see. We'll see. As of right now, though, no. There's, I don't think that they're thinking about just. They're not planning Justice League right now. They're always going to be thinking about it. Right. So so you don't so do you think he's kind of one and done in the DC universe or do you think do you think they could Andy, Andy Machete the oh, Flesher? No, 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 no. I think he's no, what I was saying was just that uh you you were saying that maybe the Flash was kind of his way to audition for the the Justice League movie and I was just saying the Flash is such a big movie that it does it's not really I don't look at it as an audition for anything because I think he's all they already are invested in him they gave him a movie that's as big as a Justice League movie mm -hmm. you know basically and so and he's doing it and they're happy with it so I think yeah he might be a Justice League director uh, I don't think he's just done I don't think he'll do one and done I but I don't know whether they I don't know if he's if he'll end up doing Justice League or not but I think he's a good candidate and I'm sure he'll be on their short list of who to consider for it. Yeah, but uh, I think he already would have been on their. I think after doing the It movies, he was already on their list of we've got to get this guy to make DC movies for us. Um. So on to the Batman and something that I'm curious um, about in regards to the Batman. Obviously, it looks great. We've seen we've seen three trailers now. Each trailer's gotten better like because i was kind of i don't like that nirvana song so i was always kind of hesitant with that uh 
no. Um, <laughs> some questions that I have um, in regards to the Batman, and I guess more more the sequels. Do you, is is Matt Reeves just gonna do two or three of these and be done? Do you think that he's gonna set up multiple or another trilogy? Is Robin gonna be in these films? Like those are kind of things because we've seen. We've seen, you know, really great Batman movies before. Batman, Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. I really like Batman Forever, Dark Knight, Batman Begins, Dark Knight Rises. You know, wh- what is his, like, what do you think? Is he is he going to do, because if it's just three movies with Robert Pattinson, that's cool. But, like, I, I've kind of already been there before. Um, He's doing, okay, so... My understanding is he's they expect a trilogy. He's building a whole Batman, you know, he's building a world. He's committed to this. They've got the spin-off t- two spin-off TV shows all or streaming shows already now Gotham PD and uh Penguin. Mm-hmm. And uh I don't know why everyone seems reluctant to use the name Gotham PD, but that appears to be the title, the working title for the show at the moment. So uh, maybe they're going to change that later, but as of right now, Gotham PD seems to be the name. And Penguin, um, so he's going to do two more. He's The plan is that there'll be two more movies at least, and whether, you know, I don't think anyone is is going to commit and say, hey, uh, I'll sign for six movies, and I don't think they're going to sign anybody for six until they see how the first few go, you know. But, uh, yeah, the plan is he's going to stick around. And then Robin, are we? Do you suspect we see a version of Robin? And if yes. we do see Robin, yep, is it gonna yep. be? Is it gonna be like Chris O'Donnell age, where he's already an adult? Or do no, you think? I, we're, I do not believe there will be a Chris O'Donnell. Uh, I do not believe Robin will be essentially just a few years younger than Batman or be college age. I think, and and it's the thing is, you know, Chris O'Donnell was supposed to be teenager, right? You know, even though he was supposed to be like eighteen maybe 17 or 18 or what he's already he six not even 18 he, he had to have a guardian so he was under in the movie chris o'donnell was playing like a 16 or 17 year old teenager but as he was already he was already 62 so yeah he was, <laughs> a, on fact, he was older when he made that movie than wilford brimley was when wilford brimley made cocoon little known fact. <laughs> 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 that statistic everyone loves to point to <laughs> start i've been saying all along uh, i've been telling people for years to and people are for whatever reason and listen that yeah you're gonna looks like we're gonna see uh robin looks like we will get robin so anything uh, other that. anything that you're excited about for the batman i know we've been recording now for I know, like, we've been recording on this for an hour and, a, and ten minutes, but we've been probably talking now for about two and a half hours. So, um, um, anything you're excited for? The Riddler, Robert Pattinson's Batman. The only thing that I'm still I'm still having problems with is this this Batmobile. I don't – I want Batmo, the Batmobile to have, like, a canopy that opens. It does, doesn't look like it has. It looks like you just open up the side door, unless it maybe has yeah. suicide, do- suicide doors. 
Yeah, I like it. Like I, I like it. Uh, I wanted a muscle car Batmobile. I've long advocated for the souped-up muscle car with a rocket engine on the back of it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, something that looks like a street racer, and that's this movie is everything. And I'm just gonna say, I'm already just in love with this movie because it's like the the Batman movie that I have since 2008. I have longed for and have banged the drum saying someday this is the Batman movie they should make with the Penguin and the Riddler and Cat you know this is how I was hoping it would come to fruition and after Nolan's after the Dark Knight this is the movie I thought this is the continuation of it Batman in his second year with the Penguin rising up to take control of, of as the freak a, a com- combination of the freak and gangster to control the underworld while the Riddler shows up and is like the Zodiac killer mixed with a uh, Simon from Die Hard 3 and a whole you know essentially a war in Gotham and Batman kind of in the middle of it while the city's being b- torn apart you mean Peter Krieg Peter Krieg Peter Krieg not Simon it wasn't Simon it was Peter Krieg you know, well, the Simons, you know, they call him Simons. Well, I'm just, I'm just being facetious yeah, because, <laughs> just because I love that movie, and I always love that scene in that movie. Is like, S- Peter Krieg was born Simon Peter Gruber. <laughs> um, qu- last question for you, and this is more, more uh, on the technical side. It seems that they have decided that. And we'll talk about the Batman more, obviously, as we're gearing up for it. But it seems like it seems like everyone at the studio seems to have like a plan for the Batman, like the character of Batman. And the, why I mean that is because I keep seeing the same city being used as the backdrop for these different iterations of Batman. So Batgirl's filming in Glasgow, the Batman filmed in Glasgow, the Flash filmed in Glasgow. It looks like the Flash and the the Batgirl is going to use kind of the same Gotham PD stuff. Is why is why do you think Glasgow is that is it because of a money issue like they can it's cheaper to film there or it's because they want everything to kind of be cohesive like what are your thoughts on that well there's a lot of i mean it's there's certain cities that are just very popular for different reasons Uh and the ease getting around very easily is one thing you want a city that you know it's uh that you've got you can get from point a to point b easily even if you aren't from there uh and uh the it's a big city right you can kind of use it kind of like you know you could they film a lot in canada because you know vancouver kind of stands in or uh for everybody for just about anywhere basically um But it seems like it's a concerted effort by the studio to be like, all right, our version of Gotham City as its own character is a part of the multiverse, but we want to use Glasgow as that. Is that what they're kind of going with? Well, it's very – it looks a lot like uh, New York. (laughs) So, for example, let's – I'd say – it looks more like New York even than when they film in Canada. There's times that when they're filming in Canada, like in Avengers movies, and I'm like, that doesn't look like New York. That looks like Canada. <laughs> but <laughs> Glasgow does, I mean, it, I think it looks, it looks uh, 
there it looks like it and it helps the streets are the same manhattan has that same that same pattern where it's just like you know it's just a grid it's the streets going this way and streets going this way and that's it mm-hmm. and that and the and the the buildings and the architecture and kind of the mix it's 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 got a the, the architecture there is really cool because you've got it's very modern and urban but it also has some of that gothic mm-hmm. kind of sensibility to it as well um so in that way you know what it actually i'm just now, I haven't really thought this through very much, so we're just kind of talking. I'm pulling this out of my butt, but <laughs> but it's it's a it's an interesting thing to look at. Yeah, because well, because like if like if you were to say, hey, we're gonna do multiple Batman movies, and like we're gonna do a Batman show, and we're gonna do this, and we're gonna do that. If I'm the studio head, I'm not thinking, all right, I want all these Batman tie-ins to be filmed in this one city it's wherever the filmmaker wants to go they want to film in chicago or vancouver or la or new york or london or australia wherever they want to go what do i care but it seems like there's a concerted effort on the part of the filmmakers in the studio to say glasgow is our version of gotham i just was curious if that if that was just by coincidence or there was like the studio was like all right we really want our well, gothams to kind of be similar right. in the multiverse yeah that could be uh I, I don't i wouldn't say that i wouldn't discount that as a theory um i think it's probably more to do with just the fact that a lot of movies film there because it has that mix of <clears throat> and i guess it's why if you think about like uh, they filmed Zack Snyder chose Detroit, uh, which was, in my opinion, Detroit is the single best choice for a city to represent Gotham City. Mm-hmm. And he never, we never really got to see Detroit fully realized as Gotham, but it's an incredible place. And Michigan itself, you know, they should film every, that should be the next, like the separate Hollywood away from Hollywood. There's literally like a desert with dunes, like, mm-hmm. like, a, a, a sandy dune filled desert there are beaches there's a whole area along the great lakes that's designed and, and was built and has palm trees to look like beverly hills right uh been there hundreds summer. of times it's got city it's gothic and when you look at glasgow glasgow looks like a mix between manhattan and detroit mm-hmm. really. and when you think about it that's exactly you know, in some Chicago, I know every, there's a lot of people who think Chicago is, and I agree, it's terrific in the whole, all of the gangster stuff in Chicago that's inspired the Batman comics, etc. But to me, I think if you take Detroit and mix Detroit with uh, uh, Manhattan, then that's pretty much Gotham City. And, yeah. Um, I just, like I said, like, it just, it seems like it seem like it's, it, I, I guess, I guess it's kind of like, Hey, they're, they're, they're the, the different movies are finally talking amongst themselves, but I, but I guess it's just more the, the, the Batman universe. Cause it does seem like the Batman, you know, you got the Batman, you got Batgirl, you got the flash. It seems like it's all part of this ongoing bat universe that they're, they really want to well, be. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, anything else? I was going to ask you about your article that just came out and I know we got about seven minutes. So do you, um, I know that you, you posted a bunch of stuff. If you haven't read Mark's, uh, latest article, which came out a week or two ago, two weeks ago, right? It was right before 
it was right before Christmas, if I remember correctly, where you talked about, you know, Michael Keaton potentially doing like a, where he was going to be training kind of yeah. like the yeah. Batman Beyond it's, type of Bruce Wayne. It's what's, gonna, it's what's probably going to happen. And it's, it, everybody's kind of freaked out by it and was like, oh my God, what? And it's like, well, come on, come on. <laughs> I'm not the only person talking about this or saying it, so I'm not crazy, uh, here it's pretty obvious they're bringing Michael Keaton in, and I know people were furious because I said, you know, obviously Ben Affleck is leaving, and I've I've said that for years. I've been telling people this, uh, and he is, and Michael Keaton's going to take over and be the new Batman. That's that's coming along now. Is how long is Michael Keaton going to remain? I don't know. They might be doing something where the Flash. Maybe they're surprising us. Maybe the Flash sets up an alternate reality of dc at the end where there's you know vlad zod is superman and michael keaton's batman comes back and he's training batgirl and kind of a and it, there's a batman beyond sort of role or maybe he's gonna maybe batgirl's there but then separately there's gonna be a batman beyond thing where he trains another person to be batman mm -hmm. uh, that takes over as batman and then there's batman and batgirl who knows we'll see maybe it's temporary though is what i'm getting at what if this is just a they're going to do this, set something up, and that way they can keep this going with these characters. And then they're like, okay, we'll figure out that we're going to have the Batman's own thing over here. We're doing new Superman stuff. Who knows? You know, who knows? Well, it'd be um, interesting if they. My computer's about to die. Oh, God. So I no. just realized, and I don't have a plug to plug it in in here. So I got to take it. Mark, it's 2022. In. They have flying cars. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hold on, because I'm like my phone, my laptop's literally about to die any second. We're gonna get cut off. Let me go grab my plug. Okay. Or do you want to wrap up real quick here, or what do you want to do? We can wrap up real quick. Um, the, where yeah. can we? Where can we read you, and where can we find you on the interwebs? You can find me at Forbes, uh, as as usual, Forbes.com backslash sites s i t e s backslash mark hughes, and you can find me, of course, on Twitter, uh, making everybody angry. <laughs> at mark hughes films uh and uh pretty soon you'll be seeing some really cool stuff that i that i wrote and uh even sooner you'll be seeing a uh i this is a breaking news i nobody cares about i was i i'm got a small role in a in a film that's coming out that i i worked uh got to be and honored to have been a small part of uh with a good friend so that's that'll be coming pretty soon and we'll that they'll get announced at some point and make sure that you're doing all that you can to help support this podcast by following us on our social media you can follow me on twitter at batman shanlin you can follow the podcast twitter page at shanlin on bat you can find kyle his twitter handle is looting kyle and tom batman baselap thank you so much for listening to this episode